Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I'm excited to have another male guest on. I love to get a man's perspective on things, as you know. So when I get the opportunity, I love to source some great masculine points of view. And today we've got Keld Peterson. He is Danish. And Keld is a neurotic hypnotherapist. So welcome, Keld. Thank you very much. And first of all, can I say thank you for calling me a man? That's so nice in these days, you know. <laughs> thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, um, erotic hypnotherapy, Keld. How did you get involved, and what led you to that? You know, give, let's give the listeners a little bit of a background as to what's led you to be doing what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is a strange and interesting journey for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm a I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and originally I was working around chronic pain. Uh, that was my niche. That was my specialty, and it's still a dear child of mine, helping people out of chronic pain. However. I did realize that only seeing people who were suffering from pains would bring me down in some respects. So I decided I needed to do something. And being that I am in the swingers world in Denmark and I'm part of the BDSM community in Denmark and all kinds of other uh, sexual groups here in Denmark. I'm very open and very free spirited about these things. I ended up doing a couple of hypnotic shows at swingers clubs. Can you and explain what a swingers club is? Because there's yes, some people listening that might even absolutely. know what that is. And, and thank you for asking. Feel free to ask me to, to elaborate on things. A swingers club is basically swingers are people who I guess have sex with other people, you know, some sometimes with a partner, sometimes without a partner. And there are clubs for us where we go and we socialize and there are rooms if you want to have, if you find the chemistry with a person and you want to have sex, you go and you, you do your thing there and it's tons of fun. You know, for anyone who's open-minded enough to go and do it, I highly recommend this because... I've only met wonderful people connected with great friends through there. And, and it's just a nice, comfortable environment. I think that pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Um, so anyways, I am at these clubs and I do my show, which is a standard hypnosis show, just like we've seen them on YouTube and maybe you've been to one. However, I did do a twist on it and... One of the things is that through hypnosis, it's a great tool to elicit orgasms and sexual pleasure, that kind of thing. 
So I made my shows erotic because we are at a swingers club and, you know, people want to see something sexual. So that's what I did. And first of all, it turns out that it was a lot more interesting for people than I at all expected. It was a lot more fun for me than I ever thought possible. And at the same time, one of the things that I did with this was also, you know, let's be honest, to attract clients, show what I can do and have people come. And um, it turns out that what people would come to me to get help with was sexual issues. Very classic in the men's department, it would be erection issues or ejaculation issues. And for the women, it would be orgasm issues or sexual issues in general. And I realized that there's really no one else here in Denmark that has focus on this. Um, from a hypnotherapist's point of view, you can get go to a sexologist and all the other stuff that is there, but no one is actually working with sexuality and hypnosis. And from what I can gather from people, it's simply because there's a huge taboo about this. You know, everyone is afraid that they're going to end up with some guy who wants to touch them. And we have all these um, ideas about how terrible this can be. And, and, you know, and the fact is that this is just as clinical as anything else. There's no touching. There's no anything. And now it's even safer because now we're all on Zoom. So, <laughs> so there's there's absolutely no touching. I can make you feel like it's you're being touched, but that would not be appropriate in therapy. Um, but that's a whole different story. So what I do is essentially I do entertainment to do erotic shows, and I do hypnotherapy where I do a legit change for people so that people who are not happy with their sex life can change that and have the sex life they truly want. And it's the it's the best job in the world. What do you think, you know, have been the common reasons? Let's talk about women to start with. And you say, like, um, quite rightly, I feel that you know, there's a lot of women that, you know, even for myself personally, I, I can admit, you know, that usually... <clears throat> I don't orgasm through penetration, but I can orgasm through, you know, using sex toys and, you know, through masturbation. So what is it that um, may be the blocks to actually achieving orgasm? And is it, is it um, you know, purely, um, I suppose, all in the mind? <laughs> or is it it's to do with, um, you know, uh, mm. how you're being stimulated by your partner? I think it's all in our minds. You know, we've, we've heard it probably all of us before. The biggest sex, sex organ we have is between our ears. <laughs> you know, it's, um, uh, I think it's all in our mind. If I was to point out one thing that has had, from, from what I hear, the biggest effect, negative effect, that is, on women's sex life, it's their moms saying, a good girl does not do that. Right. And so it's like conditioning from our parents and yes. parents and society yes. maybe even as well. Way way back when we were little, um, you know, the only one in the beginning that we can trust 
for survival is our mom. When we're babies, it's all about mom. She will feed us, she will protect us. Later, dad comes into the picture, but initially it's mom. What mom says is always right. That is what we're conditioned to believe. And I mean, we all know as parents that, you know, being a parent, you don't know what you're doing. You know, we're all stumbling around in in the first place, you know, when 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 anyone has their first child, it's a first time experience. And I'm sure we can all, you know, recognize that there's so many questions, so many things we don't know how to do. And, you know, it's understandable that a mom wants to protect her daughter and do it as well as she can. And sometimes stuff like this comes up. What they don't realize is that this is something that their daughter will take with them for the rest of their lives. And they get stuck in these mindsets that having a sexuality is bad, you know, and having an orgasm has to be like tenfold bad because mom would definitely not approve of this. And there's, you know, there can be a million other reasons, but that would be the one. Mm, I think for myself, I don't think it was because my mom, you know, didn't approve of um, masturbation. I, I didn't have that sort of feeling when I was growing up, but I didn't have a close relationship with her full stop. You know, she'd give me the facts of life in a pamphlet. And, um, mm. you know, when I went through puberty and started menstruating, she sorted me out there. But, you know, the, the other than that, there was no sort of deep conversations around sex or sexuality yeah. and what was or yeah. wasn't appropriate. Yeah. And, and but, but I think, you know, like I said, there can be so many reasons. This is the one that I see as the absolute top of, yes. of the yeah. list. Um, some of it can have to do with guilt, shame, fear, you know, um, touching briefly on, on the male point of view, stuff like masturbation. I've seen a lot of people who, a lot of men who has premature ejaculation, and it seems like a lot of it is from, from masturbating when they were teenagers, they had to hurry to not get caught. The right. fear of getting caught, you know, better get this over with right away and completely forgetting the pleasure in it it was just a matter of un unloading the pressure instead of focusing on the pleasure of it yeah and and i think a lot of it you know it, it's all tied together and i think for the girls you know um girls are much more passionate creatures than us men are um and i think from my point of view you know there's so much more to do for the, I want to say setting, you know, we have these cliches that, that um, to make the girl happy, you know, um, the classic candlelights and rose petals on the bed and all these things. And the guys, you know, they say, if you can bring beer, I'm happy, you know, it's, <laughs> it's put on the edge, but, but, you know, we are so different creatures. Yes. Um, but when it all comes down to it, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same things that haunt us. And it's the same way that I see the solutions for it is. So. So what ways do you help women then in terms of, you know, if, if a woman comes to you and they've said that, you know, I suppose there's, there's a lot of women that go through the whole of their lives, probably never experiencing an orgasm. Um, 
or never experienced an orgasm through penetration or, or um, you know, feel guilt around even if they do achieve orgasm for themselves through masturbation. How do you approach it, you know, the, the solution? Well, you know, first of all, I wanted to just quickly address you said, I'm sure there's a lot. Um, I just found some statistics that are reasonably new. Um, these are from the US, but I'm sure they are pretty much the same in Spain, UK, Denmark, yeah, the whole of the Western world. Um, these are rough numbers because people tend to lie about this stuff on surveys. Um, but it's an estimate of about 10% of all women who's sexually mature, sexually active. Um, around 10% has never experienced an orgasm. And up to 50% of all women in that age group again are not happy with the frequency of climaxing simply because they can't at all times so you know it's a it's a massive issue what i see as the main solution is to clean up everything that has to do with this everything that is emotionally affecting you and that has to do with you know this is all, you know, hypnotherapy for, for, in my case, you know, it has to do with forgiveness for, I like to call it everything that ever hurt you. That way we are sure we get everything, mm -hmm. even the things we thought didn't matter. Uh, let's just clean up the whole thing, which has some wonderful side effects. Clean up the whole thing, put forgiveness to everything that ever hurt us and forgiveness to ourselves for allowing these things to hurt us. And give once... Us, sorry, Carl. Could no, you be well, able to give us some exam, an example of, say, um, you know, a case study or, you know, obviously a, a client, but not mentioning any names as to what their situation was and and how you resolve that. So can you get a practical example of what you're yeah, talking about? Absolutely. Um, I've had, you know, let's let's take the whole mom thing. You know, basically, in in that case, it's simply a matter of when when they are stuck, when they are stuck in not being able to orgasm, and that leads back to mom in some kind of way. Basically, it's all a matter of hypnotically forgiving mom, forgiving her for telling you those things that hurt you. Because it hurt you that she was saying, you know, a good girl doesn't do like that, doesn't behave like that. You know, are you gonna go? Are you gonna go out dressed like that? You know, maybe you should put on a jacket. All these little, little things that we get thrown at us. Um, essentially, forgiving mom for everything she did that eventually hurt you, and then forgiving yourself for allowing those things to hurt you. What that does is in hypnosis, your subconscious mind doesn't really see a difference in what happens in real life and what happens in hypnosis. There are tons of, of examples on that. If you go and look for scientific papers and, and 
when we do this hypnotically and you get the experience and your subconscious mind gets the experience of forgiveness, then all the negative feelings about that completely goes away. And that means that when you think back on it, it's no longer going to bother you. No matter what your mom said, it's not going to bother you anymore. Or whatever other case. I've had rape victims. I've had so many different cases on this. And it's all the same. Then after we've done the forgiveness, we will rebuild the self-image as a sensual, sexual, open-minded, free-spirited person. And, of course, a person that is able to orgasm, a person who is exactly that sexual being that he or she wants to be. And this changes the whole game. This is what I do mostly, depending on the case, of course, but this is essentially the solution to, I want to say, 80% of my clients. Forgive whatever it is that hurt you. You know, and it has the wonderful side effects of when you forgive everything, when we don't just work with a mom issue, but we work with all issues, then suddenly, you know, they forgave the dentist that hurt them when they were a child, when they got scared. And now they're no longer afraid of dentists or, you know, whatever else happens. I've had two people now that spontaneously quit cocaine from one day to the next. That blows my mind. Wow. Um, They just stopped. Because whatever was the cause for them wanting to take it disappeared. Um, and I see these things constantly, you know. I haven't had a um, an unhappy client for, I think, a year and a half. It works. I can actually, you know, support what you're saying because um, I don't know whether you know this, but I'm a two-times rape survivor and this happened in my teens with different guys. Mm. And... Um, you know, I went through that process of healing by forgiving, um, not, um, you know, by condoning their behavior, obviously, but forgiving no. them, you know, um, for my own sake, you know, because I didn't want them to ha- to never to put my teeth back in negatively impact my life or have any power to negatively impact my life. Exactly. So, you know, by letting go and, and forgiving them but not condoning the behavior in any way but forgiving them um from a point of view of it being healing for myself was was very liberating and um you know and uh, certainly changed my life totally for the better absolutely you know it's um <clears throat> on occasion i have someone says i i can't forgive that person for what they did and we just have a brief talk and say, you know, don't necessarily, you don't, it's not like we're going to have to go and knock on their door, you know, but are you really going to let them continue bothering you? Isn't it bad enough that they did that? Right now you have a chance to put this away by forgiving. If nothing else, don't forgive the person. Forgive the rape or whatever it is. Forgive that for hurting you. And it seems to make sense for people, you know, and, um, you know, I, I use elaborate language in the bad way, you know, um, throwing in a couple of F-bombs in there and say, you know what, honestly, you know, the, the rapist guy, F him, you yes. know, 
who cares what he thinks? This is not about him. It's about you. It's about you finding peace with you. No one else is involved in this. You know, um, I once read a wonderful quote somewhere. I have no idea who said it, but it was basically, don't hold a grudge because while you're holding the grudge, the rest of the gang is out dancing. And, exactly. you know, it's it's so true. You know, sometimes someone who hurt us doesn't even know they hurt us. And we we if we want the power back, we need to let that stuff go. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, because otherwise you're allowing that person to negatively impact your life. And yes. who's the winner then? You know, who's, who's, who's the winner in that situation? It's not you. You're only hurting yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, and I think this is so essential because we as human beings, we are so damn good at being victims mm. of all kinds of stuff. And it's not until we quit that behavior that we start winning, you know, and, and it can absolutely be done. Yeah. And that's why I refer to myself as a survivor rather than a victim, you know, because yes. I won't allow the, that, that, past trauma to negatively impact my life anymore because otherwise they are winning you know and having power over me and i i don't want to live my life with that <laughs> no absolutely not and and you know <clears throat> i mean i mean when we're talking about these things you know rape is obviously a very traumatizing experience and that will definitely affect but it doesn't have to be things that that big that affects us to a point where it can ruin our sex life. Sometimes it can just be a comment. Sometimes yes. even a, sometimes even a well meant comment. You know, I had um, I had a client that came to me. This was a guy, and he was no longer able to have an orgasm, ejaculate anything, and he was perfectly aware of the moment that this happened. And the thing was, he had a new girlfriend. She left him because he, his sex life didn't work out after this happened. Um, but they were together, they had sex, and it was the most amazing sex, he told me. And she made him come and orgasm, and it was so intense. And he was telling me he was just laying there, shaking, you know, in seventh heaven, for a while and so long that and, and this was you know very very enjoyable that she actually she went out to go pee and came back and saw that he was still orgasming and she's amazed by this and in the meaning of being fascinated and going wow she would be like shut up you know, stop it, that's crazy, you know, but the stop it and the shut up with, you know, when you're there in an orgasm, you're trancing hard and you will take anything literal straight to your subconscious mind. And her saying that did that he did not have an orgasm with her again. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's so crazy. And he said it, it was at that exact point, you know, um, 
I've seen other things, you know, you know, milder stuff. You know, there was a guy, he came to me and he was um, talking about other things and we got to talk about disappointments. And he said he used to play the acoustic guitar. He's played for eight years and he meets, you know, a brief girlfriend and he wants to play her a song that he really practiced. And she says, that sounds terrible. He didn't play the guitar for 15 years after that, you know. Aww. You just put it away. It's so, so sad, but it's it's the way it impacts us, you know. Yeah, I can I relate to having a similar experience as a child. You know, my teacher saying to me, um, she was auditioning people for the nativity play or whatever it was, and um, she she got us all to sing individually. And those that she deemed couldn't sing were put in what she called the grunters group. And we had to learn a musical <laughs> yeah. instrument. And I was put in, the only girl in the grunters group who had to learn a musical instrument instead. And I never sang from that yeah. point onwards out loud. I always just mouthed the words. And that was up until about, you know, quite recent in my recent adult history. Probably you know, that only changed in probably the last 10 years that 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 had an impact. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And, and and I'm sure your your singing is just fine. You know, it's, it's just. I don't care anyway, even if it's not. You know, you know. I usually say, you know, I don't. I'm not necessarily singing in key, but I do sing really loud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so when you think, uh, you know, of a situation where, you know, maybe one of our, you know, male partners may have a, an ejaculation problem. Because, like you say, it might be due to them previously having to hurry up as kids, or, or not kids, but teens. You know, mm. um, uh, how can we help men in that in that situation overcome that? Well, you know, for me, that would be for me. This the solution is the same: bring forgiveness to the to the fear of being caught bring forgiveness to everything surrounding that situation and forgiving yourself for for feeling like feeling like you need to rush all these things you know i think if i mean obviously we're not all hypnotherapists i can always say you know just call me and i'll help you know but um i also know in the real world you know we want some hands on tools pun intended um <laughs> <laughs> um I think one of the things that can do a lot is, you know, practicing, practicing in, in, you know, getting back into tune with yourself, with your body. I used to be a premature ejaculator and I'm happy that this has been resolved for me. Some of it has been hypnosis, but also just self-awareness, you know, um, when I was a teenager, you know, when, when it was my happy time, you know, it would be with, with a magazine, stuff, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm pre-internet teenager. So, so, you know, it would be other things, but, um, it would be with some kind of visual stimulation and, and hurrying the hell up because I didn't want to get caught. I got caught once and that deeply traumatized me and that sure didn't help, you know. And um, what I've seen has really helped me is to get back into not just 
rushing it, not just changing your focus from the ejaculation to the pleasure. You know, start, you know, having sex, start touching yourself, start touching your partner without the intention of orgasming. To simply say, well, you know, how about it just feels nice? Brilliant. And just get get that sense back into it, you know, because otherwise, you know, what happens to to us men, of course, I can only speak for myself in that department, but what happened to me was, you know, my entire focus was on ejaculation and orgasm. Because that's what, you know, I was rushing to make it. And if that is what we go into our sex life with, of course, that's not good. You know, we want to get into it for the pleasure. Yes. And and if, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. If you can choose from um, a few minutes of frantic work or nervousness that you're going to ejaculate and then eventually ejaculate for that five-second pleasure, or you could change the game and say, well, how about I do an hour of pleasure before that even better pleasure of ejaculating and orgasming, you know, or maybe even, you know, this happens to some people, they become as men multi-orgasmic, as in orgasms without ejaculation, and you can keep going, you know, there's, there's no man in the world who does not want to be a sex god, you know. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. So that, that's great advice, you know, changing your focus to the, to the pleasure rather than the orgasm. I love that. So thank you very much for that, Kel. Um, fortunately, Absolutely. we're coming up to the end of time. So I just want to say it's been a fascinating conversation. And what would be your best contact information to share with any audience members that would like to contact you? I think the the easiest way to to grab hold of me is through my website, um, which is kelpeterson.com. That's K-E-L-D-P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N.com. And in there you will find a way to book a conversation with me. There will be a way to email me. And um, I know you're going to put some other stuff on, on there in the, in the information for the podcast. You know, feel free to use that also. And I'm always up for a talk, always up for a chat and see where that takes us. It doesn't have to be business, all of it. So, so by all means, grab hold of me. Brilliant. Thank you so much. As, as usual, I'll make sure Kelt's information and all his contact details are contained within the podcast show notes. So uh, just to wrap things up again, thank you so much, Kelt, for a fascinating conversation. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure and, and I hope to have many more talks with you on, online or on podcasts or wherever. You're very interesting to talk with, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> thank you so much so to wrap things up then listeners i will just end up by saying true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow lynn via the facebook group two hearts entwined or search lynn smith inspirational speaker at linkedin or email lynn 
at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.